It's always great to get the national perspective on what's going on with our Big 12 Conference. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, and we're welcoming on Chip Patterson, college football, college hoops, CBS Sports, also the host of the Cover 3 podcast, a must-listen to for college football fans. And before we dive into it with Chip Patterson, uh, take a moment out, guys. Leave us that rating, review, subscribe. It helps us so much more than you know. And that's why we're sending you free Heartland College Sports koozies in the mail. If you leave us a rating and a review on the show, and then send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you a free koozie if you leave us a rating and a review and just send me that screenshot. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Chip, we are approaching the halfway mark of the Big 12 football season. Uh, Did you see a situation where Oklahoma and Texas are on the ropes and Iowa State, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State are in the driver's seat in this conference? Heck no. Absolutely (laughs) not. No, 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 no. Like, did did I think that there was an opportunity for someone other than Oklahoma to jump up with the fact that Oklahoma was going to be as inexperienced as it had been at the quarterback position in maybe a decade, and that you had uh, some positions of concern, particularly at running back. Uh, there was the disciplinary issues that were taking some of the, some other key players uh, potentially out of the lineup. Like, yeah, I I thought that there was at least a, an opening there, but I mean, I thought it was going to be Texas as the team that was going to be taking advantage of it, and I did not think that Oklahoma opening the door for someone else to win would put us in this position where it is just a free-for-all. I I was not buying in on the preseason Oklahoma State hype, though I will note that one of the things that was a prove-it aspect of the Cowboys in 2020 to me has shown up, and that has been that Oklahoma State was going to be pretty good on defense. That was the word inside Stillwater. The coaching staff felt like uh, they were as experienced and as deep as they had been uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So to see Oklahoma State leading the way with defense is, is probably the last piece of why people liked Oklahoma State. And then, yeah, you know, you just look elsewhere. I would say the Kansas State's probably a bit of a surprise. And, and Iowa State, we, we still got the rest of the season to go to see whether or not they are just – like, are they, are they giant killers who give us, like, one good one a year? Or are they going to be a team that's actually going to prove to be championship-worthy? We still got a lot of time left to see that one play out. We do. And we'll find out a lot this weekend in the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game, of course, uh, taking place on Saturday afternoon. So let's talk about the teams that that we expected to be at the top who are not. And, and you referenced their Oklahoma and their youth, of course, which is a problem. But Texas, I mean, they've got the two new coordinators. Tom Herman's got his senior four-star starter in uh, four-year starter in Sam Ellinger. If not now, when for Tom Hermanship? When? I mean, it, like, I, it's just, I don't, I don't know. Like, where you don't even want to use a term like hot seat because it doesn't. Hot seat indicates that he could get himself off, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know uh, what the future looks like because the the I'm going to make changes at both coordinators is. Uh, often, you know, rightly or wrongly seen as a little bit of a desperation move from a coach who's not able to get the results that he was hoping to get with his guys in those places. And the fact that so many of the reasons why Texas has fallen short this year have been uh, you know, procedural penalties. They've been uh, some alignment issues. They have been things that reflect directly on the coaching and on the preparation for the game 
I mean, I guess you can credit Tom Herman for not shying away or trying to sugarcoat what's going on. He is openly admitting that there are real issues on this team. But man, you just you look down the rest of the schedule, and what is it? Like maybe five and one helps helps put this in a little bit of a different position. But there's an end of the Longhorn schedule where I think it's Kansas State and Iowa State, and those are two teams that have played some solid ball so far this year. If Texas were to lose both those games, I think that's a wrap. Heck, maybe even if Texas loses one of those games, that's a wrap. Tom Herman might not even get there, though, if they don't beat Baylor, because that would be uh, just – I mean, I mean, that would be the bottom falling out, and that's where you would start to question whether or not the locker room is uh, – is, is, whether it is together – or whether it is fracturing, as some have suggested. Yeah, no doubt about it. We are being joined by Chip Patterson, CBS Sports. He is on the show this week as it's a full slate for the Big 12 this weekend. So when you look right now at, at this weekend, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and it's one of the biggest games in college football this weekend there, Chip. The winner will be in sole possession of first place in the conference. Uh, who do you like more in a game like this, not just for this weekend, but in advancing and being a party crasher at the top of the big 12. Oklahoma state. Um, but the, the problems that keep me from committing to Oklahoma state as a party crasher from like a, a college football playoff perspective is just like almost the, the same old Oklahoma state story where you just, you feel like there's one really disappointing loss right around the corner. And maybe it is going to be, that Bedlam game that ends up nipping them in a way that could cost them a shot at the college football playoff. But in this particular matchup, I think there's been too much inconsistency with Iowa State. And where, you know, I don't think that we've seen Oklahoma State's best game so far offensively. And so if you, you think you're getting Spencer Sanders back, I think that, that adds uh, an element of athleticism that does, you know, that, that does maybe um, – increase Oklahoma State's chances to be able to be dynamic offensively. And look, sometimes I and others cling to superlatives in a way that um, maybe heightens the importance. Like Spencer Sanders, 2019 Big 12 Offensive Newcomer of the Year. That sounds really good. Like when I have to write two to three sentences about Spencer Sanders and a list of the you know, 50 most important players in college football that for me to include that, it, it pumps him up. It makes it sound like he could be, uh, you know, really the gas to the engine right there. But, and I, I think that that offense in general just needs to be able to find some consistency and listen, it might be with Shane Illingworth. And that's been one thing that's been suggested is that the difference between those two quarterbacks in terms of the ceiling for Oklahoma state might not be all that different, but you know, you still got two running backs you feel really good about. And if that offense can get rolling against Iowa State, and I think it can get rolling against Iowa State, we will see Iowa State face one of the toughest defenses it has faced all year in the Cowboys. And so I do think Oklahoma State's going to be able to take care of business there. Hey, guys, it's Pete Mundo. And before we keep it rolling with Chip Patterson, we are, as always, brought to you by our good friends at mybookie.com, where with the promo code BIG12, BIG12, you get a 100% sign-up bonus when you deposit. We've got a full slate of Big 12 games this weekend. Oklahoma State, Iowa State is one of the best games in all of college football. If you've been waiting to pull the trigger on a wager, this weekend is the time to do it. There is so much action in the Big 12 Conference. And our picks are 14-5. and five. We're rolling against the spread. 14-5 and five should be 15-4, and four, but Kansas got a late cover on that Puka Williams touchdown return last week. That still has got me burnt. Still has got me burnt. 
But we are on fire. The picks are rolling. And at mybookie.com, with the promo code BIG12, you've got a 100% free deposit bonus. You put in 100, you get 100, or whatever. 250, 500, you get the same back in free play right out of the gate. So get on it. MyBookie.com, promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. Chip Patterson, CBS Sports. Great to have him on the show and talking Big 12 for a few minutes. So when you look at uh, at this conference in general, top to bottom there, Chip, we talked about the surprises at the top. Is the Big 12 having a, a better season as a whole where it's just it's crazy, it's topsy-turvy, Texas is struggling, OU struggling, K-State is tied for first place, or is this conference thus far not lived up to your expectations? Too soon to know, and it is because we've had so many daggum games get canceled. Mm-hmm. And we've had, like, uh, the off weeks. Like, there, there were – I mean, credit the Big 12, right? Like, they tried to build a, a conference schedule that would set up such that they would have a lot of off weeks to be able to, um, you know, move some games around if they needed to. They were getting started early at September 12th. And then they put in a couple uh, breaks for some of those teams. They got started early that we've already gone through. But, I mean, only four teams in the conference have even played three conference games yet. I I still don't feel like I have a large enough sample size to really get my arms around West Virginia, which, you know, on paper looks like it's been one of the great stories and one of the great surprises as Neil Brown has gotten that Mountaineers team to take a step forward this year. I definitely don't have any idea what's going on with Baylor right now. Like, I I think that Texas is better than its record. I think that Texas still can be a good team. I think Oklahoma might be a pick on a neutral field against Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is the number three team in the country. But again, like, I just – like, outside of Kansas being the worst team in the league, I don't feel like I've gotten a large enough sample size to really be able to make a wide, you know, broad declaration because – I can't say that the, there's dominant defenses in the Big 12 when the teams at the top of the defensive statistical categories have Kansas as one of their few results. Like, we just, we've just we got to mm-hmm. get a little bit more diversity into the sample size before I'm going to be able to, uh, to feel confident about how this league stacks up against the rest of the country. But, again, I would say that initially the, the West Virginia being better, the Kansas State being better, Oklahoma State living up to that college football playoff, uh, contender status. Those are probably the big takeaways, and and that makes it interesting in the Big 12. But again, how those teams factor into the national conversation are really going to determine be determined by how things play out over the next three, four weeks. But one of the things in teams you just mentioned there, West Virginia, they're coming off the big win, of course, against Kansas. Yes, you're right. Kansas is terrible. There's no denying that. But they do have the number one total defense in America right now. I believe, Chip, when you and I spoke a, a, a couple of months ago, you're big. You're very high on Neil Brown. Um, how should Mountaineers fans feel about their future prospects beyond this season and what Neil Brown is building? Oh, I mean, anytime you see positive, uh, like nothing but a, a, a linear trajectory, it will not always be linear West Virginia fans. There will be some step backs and some stumbles along the way. But to just especially to go deeper than just being three and one, but just the fact that you do have uh, a defense that's able to come up with some big plays, the fact that you know, in that Oklahoma State game, if it's not for a couple of turnovers, it kind of felt like they were right there uh, trading blows with what might be the best team in the entire conference. And you look down the schedule and you're like, well, I'll tell you what, it is going to get tough at the end of the season when you've got that run of Kansas State, 
then you've got Oklahoma, Iowa State. Like There are some losses that are going to be coming. It was a favorable start to the season. But I think there's a certain consistency and competency that's going to lead you to believe that this could be, this could be a 500 year and you are not going to be the doormat. You're not going to be right there with Kansas at the bottom of the Big 12 standings. And that's an encouraging sign moving forward. Chip, uh, as you look at the Power Fives right now, the Pac-12, of course, is starting in a couple of weeks. You got the Big Ten starting this weekend. How is the college football playoff committee going to figure this out? If you've got, uh, let's say, a 10-1 and Big 12 champ in Oklahoma State, a 7-0 and Pac-12 team, or 8-0 and after a conference championship, what do you do, Chip? How are they going to figure this out? You make it up as you go. It's the college football playoff, right? <laughs> I mean, this, listen, I study this thing because when they started the college football playoff, they released a document that was like the guiding principles of, you know, what they were going to value when ranking teams. And then in 2017, Alabama doesn't even win its division and not only goes to the college football playoff, but wins the national championship. Like 2017 was the year that broke the college football playoff. We've just kind of been making it up as we go ever since because ultimately the committee is just asked to decide who do you think is better. We just want the four best teams. And instead of starting with metrics or guidelines and working your way to a result, I think that you start with that very human discussion, the same debate that goes on, um, you know, I guess on the, uh, on the digital Zoom happy hours or in the socially distanced outside bar areas all around the country, hmm. I mean, who do you think is better? And you can pull lots of different data points to be able to back up your argument, but they are human beings that are voting and they are working their way towards a result. It is an imperfect system that includes lots of yelling and lots of upset fans, but we also awarded national championships according to the AP poll for decades. So it's kind of built into the fabric of the sport. It's going to be fascinating to follow. And he is Chip Patterson, Cover 3 Podcast, CBS Sports, does great work. Chip, thanks for being here talking some Big 12, my friend. Really appreciate it. Sounds good, Pete. Y'all be well. He's Chip Patterson, CBS Sports. Love having him on the show. And um, we love you as well. And that's why we've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie for you. Leave us a rating and a review. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we've got a koozie coming your way just do that now and uh, also don't forget about our friends at mybookie.com promo code big 12 big one two for a 100 sign up bonus and get in on the picks this weekend for a full big 12 slate you guys have a great week we'll talk to you soon